0: Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff.
1: I am not Asian, born and raised (laughs) in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home.
0: So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else so stay tuned hello listeners today we head to warwick rhode island with the stopover in Asheville, north carolina our guests are colleen kelly meller and paul wesley gates life partners of over 30 years paul was unable to join us today but colleen is going to take us through the journey
1: paul was born and raised in ferndale arkansas He claims it was so far back in the boonies, they had to pipe in sunshine. Everybody (laughs) has a dad joke these days, I guess. When he signed up for the Seabees, a part of the Navy, at 18, stationed at Quonset Point, Rhode Island, he became a Rhode Islander. Paul had three careers. He was a long-haul trucker for 30 years, traveling every state in the U.S., except, obviously, Hawaii, following a four-year stint in the Navy, he joined the Army National Guard and served this capacity for another 18 years, became platoon sergeant and pistol team leader. After that, he became a correctional officer for the state of Rhode Island for another 18 years. So Navy, Army, while simultaneously trucking, and finally a correctional officer. Wow, Gil, another long-haul trucker interview. (laughs) I can't take this. (laughs) And this guy looks tougher than the last one. You're really trying to make me feel intimidated, aren't you?
0: Uh, No, Jean, you can do it. I know you can.
1: (laughs) Colleen was born and raised in a little mill town in Rhode Island. She traveled extensively and took her two girls backpacking through five countries in Europe when she was a young widow at the age of 41. Wow. Like Paul, she also had three careers. She was an English and journalism school teacher in public schools for 30 years A successful realtor for nine years, and now an author of three books. Her book, Boomerang, The Amazing Journey of Two New England Boomers, How They Chose Their Dream Retirement Home, and Why They Left, has received rave reviews. In fact, as of this broadcast, every review on Amazon is five stars. By the way, I'm dying to find out why Colleen spells boomerang with three R's. (laughs) It makes it very difficult to find on Amazon. And I'm a librarian. <laughs> Boomerang details the journey of two New England boomers as they search for and identify their perfect retirement home in the South. Throughout, the author shares her formula for identifying that home, which state, region, and town. For nine years, they enjoyed winters in Asheville, North Carolina, making friends, volunteering, visiting mountain towns, etc. But a fluke accident on a mountain road and the crisis that followed forced them to reconsider their lives. This book is humorous, compelling, and informative.
0: In addition, Jean, she's been a monthly columnist and guest speaker. Colleen's articles have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, the Providence Journal, CNN, and the New York Times acclaimed medical blog, KevinMD.com. She's even done a TED Talk. You want to talk intimidating? Okay. Colleen and Paul spent nine years as snowbirds, as you mentioned earlier, splitting time between Rhode Island and North Carolina. So welcome, Colleen. Please send our regards to Paul. Please tell us about your journey from Warwick, Rhode Island, to
2: Asheville, North Carolina, and back. Well, I'm impressed. You two have done your homework. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: you even found out I was on a medical blog uh, as a guest writer. I mean, I was, I'm kind of surprised at that. That was years ago. I think that one was in the Wall Street Journal. Mm, uh, nice. I had a few in by, you know, in Kevin's blog. Nice. Um, yes, our journey. We definitely are good barometers for people who want to go places. I think, like many people, uh, well, first off, I should back up. Paul and I met when we were in our 40s. So I think I was 43 at the time, and he was 47. Over the years, we took vacations probably in a lot of the areas that people ultimately retire in. We had been to many locations in Florida. we have been to Greenville, South Carolina. Hilton Head was another one. <laughs> um, Athens, Georgia, famous one in Georgia, uh, begins with S.
1: Oh, Savannah.
2: That's it. Mm, <laughs> so that. we, and as I said, we went through all of the different locations in Florida that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. Nothing quite fit. And finally, I don't know. Um, he had he was retiring. I was retiring. We just happened upon my my younger daughter said to me, "Mom, why don't you try Asheville? We had just, you know, I had heard about it over the years. But quite frankly, I don't know if you know this part of my life, but I had had breast cancer in between. So I dealt with all that as well. So she said, Mom, now you're going to go to Asheville? Why didn't you go there when I told you about it? And I was (laughs) like, you know what? I was going through uh, breast cancer at the time. Really? (laughs) Who can think about where you're going to retire? Anything else. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we went to Asheville. I have to say that It was incredible. The night we arrived, it was Friday night. The drums were playing. That's a thing that they do once a week. They have a Friday night, a drum a thon, or whatever it is. And they all sit around and they beat the drums. It was just this place is magical. And it was like, you know, I stepped back into the 60s. Yeah. Because it was, I I think I mentioned to you that uh, they were like hippies with hippies, you know, aging hippies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so this was us. We were the same type of people. So we came in. um, I didn't expect that we would really be uh, absolutely taken by it. But I have to say that after four days, that was it. We had made the decision. And that was incredible because we'd been to all those other places. We Took a condo townhouse that was set in Weaverville, beautiful mountain setting, gorgeous. Asheville has a lot of this type of thing. They have a lot of mountain towns. Uh, One of the more famous ones is Hendersonville, which has a lot of art, but Hendersonville is rather flat. We liked Weaverville because it was set right there in the mountains and had that backdrop. So it's a very tiny little town, which it sounds like sounds like Maybury, frankly. (laughs) And uh, we were there from I would say the end of December, January, right through April or May every year for nine years. In the fourth year, Paul was hit on that mountain road by a twelve-year-old girl driving a GMC truck, which was pretty appalling because he had gone all won all these awards for excellent driving all through. Thirty years of his career across the United States, which is absolutely—I I can't even believe that.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
2: Uh, it, it is. It's it's backing up a, a you know a thirty foot <laughs> one of these trucks is is astounding, and I marvel at the expertise that he had to have to do that job.
0: And a twelve-year-old,
2: a twelve-year-old who was sitting next to her uncle in quotes uh he was letting her drive and she would they were she was coming down the road he was coming up in his little chrysler sebring so oh she swung into his lane he was coming around the corner he never saw her when she hit and uh she was uh, higher up on the road and she just took him out it was a complete smash up he had to be removed by the jaws of life oh my god so so he had mm-hmm. oh yeah so he had a 9 hour surgery He had, uh, I say the the book Boomerang begins with a crash because it does. It begins with his crash. And then it has an explosion, which was me reacting with the medical staff because things weren't going the way I thought they should. He died uh, from the swelling uh, the day after, and then he ended up in ICU and all sorts of things happened then. It was a a total deterioration. That's when I had arguments with the staff. I didn't know what was happening. He was acting very strangely. I didn't know what to expect. I, I just was dealing with the horror of this whole thing.
1: And didn't one person from the staff say he was going to go home the next day?
2: Oh my God. In yeah. The, in the book that, say that was that, right? the that was the neurosurgeon in the beginning when he really cockily said to me that oh, he's just gonna go home with a brace. That's it. Oh my god. And then the x ray came through that he had broken his neck.
0: Okay. But you said that he died?
2: He died. He had an anoxic episode, which means no oxygen to the brain. And then he was officially he coded. Mm -hmm. I got the phone call that night that he coded come right into the hospital.
0: And then he was revived.
2: He was uh, the medical staff. Yes, sometimes I forget that. Yeah. People are like horrified because people listening are saying, Oh, yeah, they're lying with them. And then I forget to say, Oh, yeah, they revived him. <laughs> so, and, and, and so it was like, with my track record already, you know, from having a number of marital uh, situations with when people dying and so forth, uh, that's why I call Paul born again. I mean, yeah. I call him born again because, mm-hmm. you know, they brought him back.
0: Right, right.
2: But he had such a severe cognitive decline, mm. that I was terrified. So we went through all of this. I insisted he be at a rehab facility. We just went through a, a number of things with this. He must have had hundreds of appointments between physical therapy, occupational therapy, et cetera.
1: Didn't the girl, another problem was what, the girl's uncle, didn't she say, she told a, a news source that, he, Oh, oh, he, yeah, she hit him, but he, he had minor injuries. Is that correct?
2: The, the uncle said, the girl was very sweet. She came to the hospital. She was actually in the, in the ambulance with him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Going to the hospital. She was absolutely distraught. She was sobbing, crying. She wanted to come in. She wanted to apologize. The hospital workers asked me, could she do this? Uh, and I was concerned that what would he say? Because he was relatively out of it. Right. And uh, so I said, well, you can have the girl come in because I thought it was important for her to come in. She wanted to apologize. But I said, I want none of the family, none of the re- I don't want the uncle right. in
1: here. Of course. Of course.
2: So uh, she came in. She was sobbing. I ended up hugging her because I was so concerned about her well-being. Mm-hmm. He had said to a, a newspaper reporter, the uncle had Oh, it was no big deal. And that's when I said, I insist on an interview. And they interviewed me and it became national news. It was wow. a national wow. news story. Unbelievable. And that, of course, was because I mean, how many people get hit by a 12 year old girl driving right, a, yeah. a truck?
0: Yeah. How many yeah. people and let 12 year olds drive? <laughs>
2: not, well, see, in, in some parts of the country, yeah, they yeah. do I let know. them. I yeah. do hear about
0: young children uh, being taught. How to drive the farm trucks, oh, yeah. you know, in the field. Of course, there are parts of America where driving young is commonplace. Yeah. And you can get a yeah. license yeah. If, you, but,
1: if you work on the farm. Yeah.
0: But you're going to let a 12 year old onto a major roadway where there are major trucks, tractor trailers. Come on.
2: Mm-hmm. This, was, this was a mountain road. This was a mountain road behind our, townhome community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was a two lane road and Paul was on the Mm ascent, and it was very curvy. Oh yeah. And he went around and that's when he, when he turned his corner in his right lane, Mm -hmm. she hit him head on. Yeah. And she had a choice. Either I can go over the mountain and die or I can swerve into this lane, hoping nobody would be there. Oh right. He was panicking. She was just a little girl.
1: Yeah, of yeah. Course.
2: Was um, probably five feet tall, maybe not even that. Yeah, not even and her fault, had, really. No, and I was. That's another thing I was very upset about. Now he did not uh, get any kind of prosecution for what he did.
1: Mm-hmm. Criminal prosecution. He was
2: contributing to the delinquency of a minor. That was it, and we got no justice there whatsoever from yeah. what we endured. So I think that was probably one of the precipitating events for Paul having a cognitive decline because he had the anoxic episode, no oxygen to the brain. And that was a a couple of, uh, they didn't, the hospital didn't know how long it was. Not enough to show that he, you know, at, at first I was very worried because he was on 15 medications as well. That also, he doesn't do well with medication. So all these combined made for you know the difficulty that we endured. So So our whole life changed.
0: Yeah. So tell us. um, I know we uh, took a little side road there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) So so tell us
0: the the continued journey of the snowboarding. Then then what happened?
2: Okay. As I said, when we got to Asheville, I felt I could fit in there. We both did. Paul and I are not fancy people. Mm -hmm. We don't like going to restaurants where we have to give reservations. Right. right. Just not the type. We like to yeah. do things like on the fly. Yeah, yeah. And we don't like uh, crowded areas. We are not Floridians because of the fact we don't like crowds, as I said. Uh, the topography is flat in Florida. Uh, another thing that I noticed uh, about something I care about, uh, water waterways, lakes, ponds, natural. One of the reasons we loved Asheville was because of the wooded areas. Mm-hmm. All of the the mountains are so beautiful. Right, And, and it was more relaxed there. It, ironically, it's not very relaxed now. It's very busy right We've now. We've heard, yes. I have friends there that are telling me I wouldn't even recognize it anymore. And uh, because of the fact that it's not what we liked about it originally. We liked the ease, the calmness, the pace of everything. Love the um, craftspeople. Yeah. Craftspeople are amazing. Many of the aspects of Asheville we absolutely bonded with. We—that's why we felt we could live there. Did it
0: have all the amenities in terms of healthcare?
2: Amenities or- are beautiful. They have uh, the food is terrific. The food is—it's eclectic. It's wonderful. I won't see, you don't have fashion there. (laughs) This is not going to (laughs) happen. Not a problem. (laughs) Um, They're very green. Everybody is into organic and whatever and yoga and, you know, all that type of thing. Um, Massage, these types, holistic kind of Mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. It's easy to make friends. Oh, nice. And it's easy to make friends because everybody is from away, (laughs) or at least they were. Ah, all yeah. And uh, so you, I had a group of women. In fact, I show it in the book, 14 women that we used to all get together with regularly. Wow. And uh, I mean, we had some funny experiences with that. I mean, one night Paul called the police on me because I didn't come home when he expected me to be home. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say, only in Asheville could they call out all the police forces of the local communities all looking for me. Oh my and it was, it was only because I was like a couple hours late. A couple all right. hours? So, yeah. What was I this, said, 2 a.m.? I said, good thing. No, it was 12 o'clock. We, I went to a, um, what do you call it? The, one of the awards Oh. Um, award shows. So I was late coming home. I was, uh, as I said, 12 o'clock. Okay. And he got nervous around 10. And he started to call the police. And they were in my house when I got home. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, it's, I said only in Asheville. Could That's just good happen. to know. Yeah, like, that know happened oh, to... yeah, yeah. They're, they're absolutely responsive. You're going to see them right away.
1: In mm-hmm. Brooklyn, they're hanging up the phone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or they tell you you can't put a report in. You know, 24, 24 hours, hours,
1: yeah. Sure, sure, but
0: sure.
2: But not in Asheville. They <laughs> were all looking for me. They were following me. And I come in, and there they are in my house. <laughs> and uh, they're writing up the report right there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I've made I've made a couple of things about. They've got lots of cultural events in Asheville. They've got uh, Open Studio.
0: Oh, I love Open Studio. Oh, those, those are, good, are
2: yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so you can go around either to the studios, and then they have another one they call Safari Art Safari. You get in your car on that one you know you drive to different locations uh, so you'll go to somebody's barn that they have as their love business
0: it. love it and wow. oh,
2: it's it's really charming the mm-hmm. things that they do but the art is good the crafts is good craft mm. it's it's not junk
0: right right it's so, not the stuff that they, they buy and resell
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's you know i hate to say it a lot of craft shows i've gone to they the quality isn't really yes. big.
0: These are artists. Mm -hmm.
2: Again, it's that hippie stuff of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Where they wanted to form their own community and they wanted to make good art. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they sell it.
0: Yeah. And then the price of real estate goes up because people love that. Yeah. What was the cost of living like in Asheville
1: back then?
2: Asheville in the beginning was cheaper. I do a chapter in my book about that because Paul and I go, when we go to a restaurant, I told you we don't go to fancy restaurants right, right. Mm-hmm. and we share meals, not because we're cheap so much, but because we don't want a big meal. Right. And we don't want right. to come home with leftovers. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll share a meal. And I said, my God, the, the difference versus New England uh, and, and Asheville was just amazing. Oh. with uh we could get what would co- what would cost each of us here we could each that's nice so it but I don't know if that's the same anymore
1: mm-hmm. yeah I don't because think because so.
2: of the changes right for instance, um I don't really remember what we paid for our condo they call it a townhouse there I want to say that it's almost doubled since we've left okay. and that was let's see we left in Maybe twenty sixteen. Okay. So five years. Wow. And like five it's, years. <laughs> it's a huge jump. I may be a little bit. Yeah. No,
1: I know the prices it have gone up heard, tremendously. Yeah, yeah, we've
0: heard so many people talk about Asheville. It's in every magazine. It's reported. Yeah. All the time. And a
1: number of people we've we've spoken to said they checked it out and it was it was, just it was too too, too many malls, too yeah. crowded. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. They said they built some malls they there. They
2: built
0: some huge
2: malls. <gasps> See, right they there. didn't have any malls when we were there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No yeah. So yeah. yeah. I I was not aware of that. That they've put in malls. Many At least malls. one. Well, there maybe, was one may, big mall that someone. Told maybe me
1: it's, it's one, now, but it was, it was a big right mall. Right in the
0: middle, and he said, "I didn't have to leave Jersey for that."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we liked it. When where I live right now, where we live, it's a lovely area. It's Rustic. It's got stone walls. It's got lots of trees. It's winding roads, and it's right next to the historic district of East Greenwich. East Greenwich, uh, literally, the houses were built in the 1700s, yeah. before the Revolution. I mean, they're way back, and and it's right up from the harbor. We live right up from the harbor, and Main Street of East Greenwich. I mean, it's just it's adorable. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's like, why would you leave here? Yeah, beautiful <laughs> and, England. and my girlfriend, uh, my best girlfriend down there, when we're still very close, she came, I guess it was the first year that we had come back to Rhode Island after the accident. And because uh, we stayed another four years after the accident. Mm-hmm. And it was just di- getting to be more and more difficult for me because I was handling two houses by that point. Sure. And I was doing all the driving. So the first year that we were officially fully back, I had my girlfriend come up and visit. And then she shared with me the fact, she said, when I saw where you lived, I thought, why would you ever leave this? Wow. And she's from the South and she's from, I think it's North Carolina. She probably from the Raleigh district and, and so forth. She was stunned. She told all of our friends back there, Colleen is never going to leave there. Wow. <laughs> And she said, You are where you live. Uh, that's how I strike her.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know what that means, <laughs> but she sees me as a rock wall. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, it made me take notice yeah. of the fact like, what am I leaving here if I leave? Yeah. That was the dilemma. And I'm sure that's a dilemma for many people. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. Who it's do tough. that two state shuffle? Mm -hmm. And I talk about some of the problems of the two-state shuffle, because doctors were a serious problem. You know, I got dropped by doctors because I was down there and needed a doctor, but I hadn't been to that doctor for a year and a half or whatever it was. And they said, oh, we dropped you.
1: Oh,
2: wow. So in other words, you have to almost keep making appointments so that you're not dropped.
0: Wow. I've never heard of that.
2: Well, that... (laughs) uh I, that's, in fact, I have a skit that I wrote about that whole thing because, you know, I used to try to lie to these people, you know, <laughs> to try to get them to take me, just take right. me. Like,
1: Four years later, you sold your house in Nashville and moved back to Warwick. Why did you do that? I guess you said you were a little tired of going back and forth.
2: Why back to Warwick? Right now, Rhode Island is being discovered. And that's phenomenal because for many years, we weren't. For many years, I would hear people on the news, weathermen, for instance, would talk about the weather in New York, and then the weather on the Cape, or the weather in Boston. (laughs) They would always skip Rhode Island. When I talked to people about Rhode Island, they'd always say, I think we went through it. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was really, it was annoying to hear this, because Rhode Island is 48 miles by 37 miles. It's not very big. That's why it's the littlest state, except, of course, if they accept Washington, D.C., which (laughs) they're thinking about making a state. Yes. But we are 400 miles of coastline. So we dart in and out all over the place.
1: Wow. 400 miles?
2: 400 miles of coastline. So it's people are now discovering it. People are coming in. And my daughters, right? I was talking to my daughters over the weekend. This is kind of interesting. They're trying to buy property right now in Rhode Island, but Rhode Island property is going crazy. Yeah, People yeah. are driving two and three mile, uh, hours to come here for open houses, wanting to buy property because they're looking at Rhode Island. They go, oh my God, it's a little state, but it's got all these ethnic enclaves in it that are very cute. Yeah. And it's got ocean, and it's got these little villages everywhere. So, in you know, we used to be in uh, in North Carolina. I Have to drive two hours to go to another village, to go to another town. Mm-hmm. Two hours, three hours. Rhode Island, twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a whole different everything. It's it's yeah. unbelievable.
0: Can yes. you talk a little bit more about the ethnic? enclaves and what does that mean
2: uh rhode island at its earliest was um an industrial area and it had i grew up in a town that had 14 active mills wow it it was fabric lace and dyeing dyeing a coloring of material Mm -hmm. cool and i'd lean over the bridge as a girl and see this beautiful purple water oh and I think it was lovely. I didn't <laughs> know it was die cast. I did not know it was toxic. Yeah. But Rhode Island, of course, the mills closed many years ago. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island was, Providence was the jewelry capital, all right, of the United States. Oh, wow. I didn't and we have all of these. Now the mills are converted into condominiums.
0: Oh yeah. I love how they do that. So
2: Yeah. A lot of those look quite stylish. Mm -hmm. They're condominiums. Rhode Island, that's why I'm saying everybody seems to know Newport, but they don't know the other communities. And we live where we are, Paul and I are smack in the middle of of little Rhode Island. So we can jump anywhere. We're 20 minutes away and we can have a different flavor. And because the mills brought in everybody of uh, immigrant persuasion, including my relatives, mm-hmm. they have all different foods. Right. They had the French, they had Italian, they had Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had all of so we have a very diverse culture here. We're not one you know, hom- homogeneity is not here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've got Now, I didn't mention Irish food because that wasn't something Irish <laughs> are famous for. <laughs> English and Irish food are not there. You know, they're not at the top. But I think the two biggest groups in Rhode Island are the um, Irish and Italian. Any yeah. Asian foods? Japanese? Or- Asian, much more so now. Hmm. More so now. My daughter's in, in uh, Seattle. Oh. There's a huge Asian because oh, yeah. of the tech companies and so forth. Rhode Island, not some, but people love it. People love the Asian foods. We have enough of them. They're just not the same diversity that you mm-hmm. would have in like Seattle. Rhode Island is being discovered. Nice. That's why I call it. It's the new Florida, because <laughs> with with uh, with climate change, we don't yeah. get the uh, the hurricanes anymore that we used to get. Wow. I think the last one we got was Hurricane Sandy. That was a while Many years ago. Mm -hmm. They don't make it up here far enough anymore. They peter out. They get tired. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't get the hurricanes.
1: Let's hope you're right.
2: (laughs) Well, I know. I know. Watch me pay for that. (laughs) We don't get the tornadoes. We don't get the windstorms. We don't get a lot of what the rest of the country gets. And because we're on the coast, we don't get the really bad snowstorms either. Oh. My sister lives in Maine, Portland, Maine, which is another retirement community, supposedly.
1: Yeah, and, hot place in uh, Portland, yeah.
2: Yeah, she's, um, you know, their winters are much more severe than ours. We've only had two. We had two snowstorms this winter. Last year, we had none. Wow. So it, ironically, Asheville had worse snowstorms than we did.
1: Really?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I know. Uh, where is the nearest airport? And can you fly oh, out God. internationally?
1: At- Providence, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Providence. Mm. 20 minutes away.
1: Nice. Oh, wow.
2: 20 minutes. Well, you- you're in Rhode Island.
0: Everything's yeah. Yeah. 20 <laughs> minutes
2: away. <laughs> it's the only state where if you've got kids in the car and they say, are we there yet? You can say yes. <laughs> oh, love that. That's funny. Yeah, because you don't have to go two and three, uh, but they're all these different yeah, areas yeah. are unique. Yeah, yeah. What about They've the taxes? Some, <laughs> oh, okay, that's the bad news.
0: The taxes, yeah.
2: We in Rhode Island, we have um, a state income tax, and we also have a uh, retail tax, 7%. But when I lived in North Carolina, that's also a state income tax. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the only, I think, is it Florida and Texas that don't have state income tax?
0: And retirement income, Social Security.
2: Rhode Island taxes all of them. Mm -hmm. And we have horrendous roads. All right. I'm being honest. Our roads are terrible.
0: What do you mean, like in in Main Main Street downtown? Or no, the
2: the roads in uh, we we're known for bad roads. Oh, <laughs> where even the we, highways? Um, no, the highways are pretty good, but that's federally funded, right? Yeah. Um, the roads in Rhode Island, they don't keep them up as well as they should. The bridges are not good either. So I'm hoping that with the new infrastructure bill, there'll be some major changes with that. I have but to be it, honest, mm-hmm. those are the, that's the negatives.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. Is it, um, but it sounds elder friendly. Is it a walkable? I mean, it, it may not be best to drive on those roads, but for elderlies who just wish to walk around, is that? We have doable? a lot of,
2: we have a lot of villages. Mm, I nice. mean, we have, they are walking, they are lovely and they're many of them are coastal. You know, you, you've got Wickford is one of the, it's 20 minutes away again. 20 minutes away. <laughs> if you go out 30 minutes, you're into wooded areas that are quite unique because I think we're the most densely populated state. If we're if we're not the we we are
1: second. Yeah. Jersey, Jer- Jersey has that honor. Yeah, now.
2: Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need a car. Well,
1: it depends. If you live in town, you don't need a car, but if you live outside the towns, sure. you need a car. But- right. Is that correct?
2: We, we live up the hill from Main Street, so we could walk down to Main mm-hmm. Street, oh, that sounds but good. you'd have to walk up the hill after.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how is the Main Street where you live? Are there coffee shops? Is there-
2: Oh, it's adorable. It is. It's adorable. It's, yes, lots of ice cream shops, coffee shops, crafts, etc., mm-hmm. restaurants of different persuasions. You have Asian food. You have Indian food. You have Italian food. All of these are right down the street from us. And then there's the harbor. So if you like sailing and boating, now we don't do either one of, we don't do that and we don't golf. Hmm. Paul and I just never did any. That's why a lot of communities were not something we we looked into right. because that came with the community and you were paying for that. And we don't do either one of those. I don't golf either. <laughs> do you but boat? Do you boat?
0: No, I don't boat either because I can't. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very limited in my activities. I do well. I'm more of the crafter. Yeah. Um. You know anything? Uh, pottery, making glass. I yeah, mean, we used, it, you know. she
1: used to have a jewelry business. <laughs> we had to go to all these craft shows. I did not love it.
0: We we actually did craft shows for about ten years.
1: Ah, uh, that was not um, fun
0: because wow. my full time <laughs> job. Well, my full time job was so stressful, or at least I I made it stressful. And Jean said. Get yourself a
1: hobby. I don't Watch hear, how we wish for. Yeah,
0: I don't want to hear about <laughs> all your cases. And I said, Oh, but I have
2: to practice with you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I, I have a question about the art scene. Does RISD have a big Im- impact on the art oh scene in the God. state?
2: RISD is great. Christy, I was going to mention that that's another aspect of Rhode Island. It's the uh, schools that we have. Uh, you've got Brown University and you've got RISD. RISD is who is the guy that did the glass, beautiful glass.
1: By the way, RISD is the Rhode Island School of Design for those of you who don't know that.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Chihuly. 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 Yes. yes. He's in got got a showcase in Seattle. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Huge. And he yeah. takes this show on the road. Right. And uh yeah he was a RISD grad. Mm-hmm. So they've had some prominent individuals coming out of RISD. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have Roger Williams University with Johnson & Wales Culinary Institute. Oh, wow. Um,
1: I almost so went yeah. there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Back And then somebody told me, oh, it's really hard work being a chef. But I don't know, maybe I'm not, not going to do this.
2: <laughs> yes, oh, it's stress. man. stressful. nice, Gene. That would have been very nice. I would have enjoyed the food. <laughs> very stressful job, I think. Being the chef.
0: Yeah. He's a really good cook though, so I can just see if he oh. learned some of those, you know, little techniques. Wow, and what's yeah. with the
1: compliments today?
0: <laughs> no, you are a good cook. Everything, everything is, you know, about the presentation, the mise en place, yeah. you know.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's
1: the health care there in, in Rhode Island?
2: Rhode Island? Well, Pretty good. We have a lot of hospitals. And again, if you don't have what you want here, people go to Boston. I don't want to downplay Rhode Island. It's been good to me. As I said, I had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I went to Rhode Island Hospital here, and everything was fine here. Boston is a jump. You know, it's an hour away, so you can go there if that's what oh, you yeah. wish.
0: Oh, yeah. Harvard Medical Center. Yeah. Uh, the East Coast is just flooded with medical specialties, yeah. yeah. so I think it's all good.
2: Uh, the thing with the East Coast is it's so crowded. That most people are finding. I'm, I know that when my daughter's uh, daughter was coming up to visit us from New Jersey, where they lived for 10 or 15 years, it was always torturous drive, the to drive with the three kids in the car, and it would take forever to get here. Sure. She said going through Connecticut was brutal once they got past New York because r- the roadways are just clogged. And in Rhode Island, I don't notice that. It's just, it's not overdone yet. So that that part is
1: good. Right. And just a couple more quick things. You mentioned in your book that a lot of people thought they moved back to Rhode Island to see your grandkids, but your grandkids all live in uh, Seattle, right?
2: Yes. So that was not a primary. And the kids want us right now to move to Seattle. And you might want to do a, a blog post with me on that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that but a consideration? I,
2: no, I say that if you remember the show Frasier, yes, Green, yes, yes, you never saw it shot other than the apartment and the studio that he was in. That's and true, yeah. And there's a reason for that. It's always raining in Seattle, <laughs> and I mean always. Yeah, but so, it's a
1: light rain. They say.
2: Oh, who cares? It's <laughs> brutal. Right. I mean, right. those people they'll be jogging with their babies and it's raining <laughs> and it's always gray and they have to take vitamin D tablets. I know. But they're happy. Oh, well, they're not happy. They're yeah. faking it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know they're what he's doing.
1: He I I say that because I always wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, and well,
2: I'm, wait, I'm, a, I need a, sunshine. I need yeah, sunshine. Yeah, 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 I need sunshine too. And we did do, I think we did 3,000 miles. I drove around all of Washington state and Oregon. Mm-hmm. See, I, that's what I do. I drive mm-hmm. and I like to travel. Wow. So we did all of that. We went and took, took our own car and we went through all of those sections and so forth.
0: Wow. So
2: wow. yes, the Pacific Northwest is very, it's beautiful. My problem though is I don't want to live in a city. They live in the city. I'm not interested. She lives on Mercer Island, so that's a very high end. Again, we're, we're not that type of people.
1: I just have one more question. And I should have asked this earlier, but I'm gonna throw it in because it's interesting to me. Uh before meeting Paul, you 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 divorced one husband and buried and buried and buried two more. Yes. How did that affect your your life and maybe your your later life?
2: My perspective. Yeah. Um, well, the first marriage was only two years, and I left him with a, i had a six month old baby. I left with, so you know that that had to be brutal. Yeah. Um, I was teaching, so I my job opened up for me, and then I didn't marry for another six years. And because it's really hard when you're raising a small child, you can't meet anybody.
1: Sure. Nobody
2: (laughs) wants to take that on anyway. Yeah, that's a lot. So I was pretty young and I was going through all that. So then I married a second time and we were together for eight years. And the last two years, he first he had a heart attack and then he had lung bone brain cancer.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: So I went through all of that and I actually wrote a book about all this. I called it Patient Witness. Oh, and uh, I never published 20. it, but it had to do with the fact that I have been both a witness to all of these things and the healthcare system mm-hmm. and what we went through. When he died, I had two children. They were 13 and three when he was diagnosed and they were 15 and five when he died. Two years later, friends insisted I go out. I was only 41 at the time. <laughs> insisted I go out uh, with this man that they said was absolutely wonderful. He was an engineer. So I did. I went, went out with him. We were together two years. We bought the house that I'm now living in. And uh, we were engaged. I And uh, he died. Oh, so, so, so he died of a heart attack. He had a congenital heart problem. And he died of a heart attack. And I was all of a sudden overnight, just all of us had come down. And uh, all the time, I was still writing. I was teaching. I was single parenting. I was writing. I was going through uh, crises. And I guess after that, it was two years later when I met Paul. Mm -hmm. And that was just a fluke. We just started dancing together. And I kind of kiddingly say we've been dancing together ever since.
1: That's great. and
2: in the beginning, Thank he said know. to me, You're just toying with me <laughs> <laughs> and i I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know we we are uh, very different in that our backgrounds are different. You know, I was raised with a principal father and principal of the high school, very highly competitive family. Mm-hmm. Uh, one brother went to West Point, the other brother went to Yale. Ha- what, uh, Brown and then Yale Medical School. And then he headed up Department of Neurology, George Washington University Hospital. And I was third born in a family that was all about the boys. I know, yeah, Irish Catholic family, all about boys. <laughs> I think women were just the vessels for boys. You know, it <laughs> <That> was it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, yep. Yeah. So then I have a younger sister as well. Paul and I were together 10 years before I got breast cancer. And that's when he moved in to take care of me. Oh. And he did. He took care of me through Finally that. Someone to take care of you. I, I, it was amazing because I was so jaded that I just said, no, we're going to have a relationship. We will be committed to each other. But I, And I also didn't want my daughter, my, she was young. I didn't want her trying to adjust to somebody else and losing again. So how did it change me? Well, he's a lot like me. He's not as talkative at all. I don't think anybody is.
1: (laughs) You have one right here.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which is is why it's so easy with you. you (laughs) It is. Thank you. We just would have fun doing the simplest things. You know, he once said to me the first year we met, he said, I even had fun getting a Christmas tree with you. Which oh, you know, that's everybody's, fun, right? yeah, everybody's idea of, Ooh, you know, to <laughs> go out and find the tree, you know, yeah, for the yeah. for the young child. <laughs> um, but we did, we we, uh, and we just have similar interests. Nice.
1: Oh, that's so great. Nice.
2: Yep. Deserve it.
1: Yeah, it it sounds really like does. you two together. It doesn't matter where you are, really.
2: Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. No, we have a good, you know, good. Good vibe that way. Because he did want me to move to Arkansas originally. I had to put the nicks on that one. Wow. <laughs> Can I want to read something? Is it possible for me to read something? Of course. Sure, of course. sure. sure go ahead. All right. In Boomerang, <clears throat> one of the last pages, and this is important because Asheville is very important to me. It, it got nine years of our lives and it was so incredibly uh, unique. And I never found that with any other place that we had seen, something that that would command my uh, interest the way it did. All of us started the ones that, uh, we lived in a place called Hamburg Crossing. All of us were from different areas. Some were from Maine, some Michigan. Uh, I think three or four were from Michigan, Uh, just several other areas. We all thought that was going to be our last place that we were going to have as a community. We had these great hopes. Slowly, it changed. We had to leave, but we did it for the reasons of it was getting more and more difficult for me, and I had to make a decision. Uh, Where are we going to live permanently? And then when I asked Paul, I said, what do you prefer? And he said, Rhode Island. So that was why we ended up coming back. But Asheville will always remain with me as a vibrant place where 10 years of our life we enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I recommend to people i to go and visit because, I mean, it has the Biltmore House is the most visited house in America. That's there. Uh, and that, ironically, I think that's by one of the builders of one of the places in Newport, Rhode Island. Hmm. Same builder. This is what I say from Boomerang. Our chosen town, Asheville, will remain a welcoming beacon for many who don't wish the homogeneity and frenetic pace of Florida or other deep southern enclaves. It will remain a quirky town that keeps its rustic edge due to its proximity to the glorious Blue Ridge Smoky Mountains. In other words, Asheville will ever fly under the banner of individualism. Most of our years there were filled with enrichment and wonder. As such, we recommend Asheville for its diverse character, its artistic community, its commitment to preserving the earth. It's a green region. It's wondrous food. It's skilled and handsome medical personnel. It's gorgeous natural beauty that finally allowed me to know the meaning of Purple Mountain's majesty from America the Beautiful. Some say you don't choose the mountains, the mountains choose you. If that is true, Paul and I are eternally grateful for being two of the chosen ones.
1: That was great.
2: Thank you.
0: Wow. Well, I am
1: Oops. I am speechless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
2: that doesn't happen
1: very often. No, <laughs> it does not.
2: No. <laughs> be quiet. What they say about me anyway. Okay.
0: Wow. Well, we want to thank you so much for the time that you've spent with us, Colleen. This is this is very enriching, and you've covered two states very in a very special way, and our listeners will appreciate it. Do you have any words of wisdom to future retirees? I'm asking probably something you've already covered, but do you have anything to add?
2: One of the reasons uh, that I wrote the book Boomerang, was I saw many people coming in uh, to Asheville. And when I say Asheville, I'm talking about all the surrounding towns as well. Mm -hmm. And they were buying property uh, unprotected. They would buy off a sign, meaning you saw a sign in front of a house or a property. They call that agent and they bought that property. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do that, you're buying from a person that's representing the seller they're not going to be operating in your best interest. And I saw this happen. I was confounded, especially, and again, I write a chapter in the book about this. When you're coming in from elsewhere, you don't know where Superfund sites are. You don't know where toxic dump sites are. You are just winging it. I'm a realtor. I knew enough at night to come back after we'd seen property and check it out. I'd pump in to Google, toxic sites near such and such an address. And then it would come up on my screen. Most people don't know to do that. They wouldn't know. And this was a an abysmal situation that ended up, uh, the, what I'm going to talk about right here, it ended up being the subject of Atlantic Magazine's cover story. It was 20 years ago, perhaps, a community was built atop a mountain, a small mountain, because they call them the Gentle Mountains in North Carolina unbeknownst to the buyers, right next door was a Superfund site. Those of us who know about Superfund sites are amazed at that type of thing. But there are many. I work with many doctors. I am currently working on a book right now for Alzheimer's. Uh, Paul sees neurologists. I have asked people, do you know what a Superfund site is? They have no idea what it is because they're so focused on their field. They don't have time to read other things. When I'm saying that, that this community was built, it was five hundred dollars to $700,000 houses, and it was right next to the remains of an electroplating factory wow. that spewed out its waste into the back lot, and that leached down into the water table. And as a result of that, everybody in the surrounding area, who, by the way, were on well water, were adversely affected. They were drinking the water. They were bathing in the water. They were using the water. The people, uh, and as I said, this is an Atlantic magazine. This is not something that I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, mention. This was the uh, Southside Village was the name of the community. It's still there. It's beautiful. But you're right next door to the CTS Superfund site. So basically, I wanted to, I what I tried to do in Boomerang was, Tell people ahead of time, these are the pitfalls you need to worry about when you're buying. You need to know how to elicit the best representation from a realtor. You need that. And this is how you get it. Because some states don't have realtors uh, that will act in their capacity as a buyer broker. Florida has transactional realtors. They're not specifically earmarked to you, the buyer. You need to know the differences. Absolutely. So I tried to do that in the book where I would make it, you know, just uh, without killing it yeah. and without getting too far into the weeds. Right. But that could be a whole other program. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, as you were talking during the program, it came to me why you have three R's in Boomerang. Wow. My my thinking yeah. is that because I heard some of the words that you used We're missing the New England R's. (laughs) And I think you wanted to make sure, because when you said harbor and things like that, I think it's the boomerang.
2: Yes. Is
1: that the answer? Is that the answer?
2: answer? No. The answer (laughs) is when you do the boomerang, it's boomerang. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. You did catch me dropping the R occasionally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that's my accent. But, uh, yeah, but it was boomerang. (laughs) But the problem with it is, and how did you, let me ask you this, how did you find me?
1: I I was looking for people to interview. And I think I said retire. I, I searched for books about retirement in Asheville and it boomerang boomerang came up really yes
2: if you put in boomerang alone
1: it will not come up
2: it auto corrects to something that and the guy who wrote boomerang with one r he loves it
1: <laughs> <laughs> now now you yes. know you know of Well, course. you know,
2: I lived
0: in Massachusetts for almost 4 years and oh, I lived in Brookline right outside Boston. So, I was surrounded by people who would kind of drop the R, and it made me, coming from Brooklyn, moving to Brookline, pronounce the R's ever so
2: hard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but you know, of course, uh, titles are not copy- copywritten, so you could have used the one R. Jeez.
2: I'm thinking of contacting Amazon to try to get them to do something. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I-, I shouldn't have done it with three R's. <laughs> because that's a problem for me. <laughs> if they put in Amazon, uh, Boomerang, the journey, it's better. It comes up faster. Okay. So, your name, or your name.
1: Yeah, your so name. Your name your
2: yeah, but that's if they know me. Chances are it's not like Ernest Hemingway, you know, where they're going to find out right away. Oh, yeah, I know her.
1: But like um, I said, I put in Retire Asheville in um amazon and it came up your book came
2: up you you guys are good you're sleuthing
1: i'm a librarian
2: (laughs) no no you know where we do a
0: lot of research we're both in the legal field so um yeah we met in law school so we try to outdo each other with our research
2: (laughs) (laughs) now interestingly i sold the uh condo in north carolina myself which um, so therefore saved a great deal of money. yes. yes, with, yes. Uh, well, I mean, and I should have well, been. able You're to in do the it. field. Yeah, you're I'm a realtor. A realtor right. <laughs> but there was an attitude about that. I mean, there was a lawyer gave me a little 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 snippy answer on when we sold it, and it was relatively fast because it was a beautiful condominium. Mm-hmm. I had put in all the bells and whistles, and I knew exactly what to go for. Mm-hmm. If we ever did need to sell it again you know, she had one of the, one of the lawyers, it was a delay of something. I don't know what it was. It was a mess. And we didn't get the money deposited into the account when we thought we were going to get it. And when I called the lawyer, she said, well, if you'd used a realtor.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. All right. Thank you very much. I am a realtor. Now I'm not a North Carolina realtor. So yes, there are specifics that, you know, apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, and I tell people, um, we and, and I had worked with a uh, buyer that had come to us on three or four occasions, same person, she and her husband. And oh, the, things were going well. And she asked me for all sorts of information. And did I have our utility bills? Could I let her see those? Mm-hmm. Just everything. And I'm wow. doing all this stuff mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, make an informed decision. On the third visit to our condo, she'd call me up. She made the appointment. She appeared at the doorway with a realtor. Now, this is oh, after wow. I've done all this work. Yes. Oh. And you know, as a realtor, that this can happen. And remember, this is a for sale by owner situation. Yep. We call it a FISBO in the field. <laughs> so she is standing there in the door, this lady that we've been friends <laughs> <laughs> for, oh, man! Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to hold my temper because that's not going to do me any good. And you'll learn that, too, in the business. So she's standing there and she's got this realtor. Two days before I got a call from a realtor saying that she'd like an appointment. She has a buyer. So when uh, and then she called me back and she said, oh, I have to tell you, you know this person. And I said, who is it? and she told me the name. You're right. I do know that person. I've been interacting with her several times. That was it, though. I didn't say anything like, how dare you, or anything like that. When she came to the door, I had already prepared a statement, and I put this in the book as well, in case this ever happens to people. I say exactly how I handle a situation. I said, I'm glad that you are here today. I'm thrilled that you're interested in my property. But I need to tell you up front that the buyer-broker commission will not be coming out of my side.
1: Nice. Nice.
2: And because of that, of course, the realtor was like, oh, oh, you can't do (laughs) that. I'm sure she was on with her, her manager. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure the manager said, wait a minute, you're not the procuring cause.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's the phrase procuring cause. Of
1: course. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, because I was ready, I had her emails, I had all of our interactions, I had noted all of them, et cetera. I had proof. So, in other words, you can use this realtor right. if you wish, right. but you will be paying for it out of that's- your second. Cool. So, but that was another little helpful hint in the book as to, along with what to expect from your realtor, what to make sure that you're getting, because a lot of people do not understand how realtors are paid. Right. You know, yeah. if they're REMAX, they think REMAX is paying them. Yeah. Yeah. When it's never that way. But I also tell things about how to make sure the commission is such that you are going to get action because a lot of people they say oh I'm not paying that commission oh, oh, oh. you know and or oh, then the realtors split the commission in an inequitable fashion these are all tips that you can you know and I believe anything can be negotiated oh good thank you <laughs> I'm with you that's what I my mantra yeah no it
0: it's it, there's a book about this and I and I can't place my finger on it, but they say, um, and, and this has been repeated also on these consumer type organizational sites that you can go into retail store, you know, Macy's and negotiate. It's not something I would do. It's not something, you know, the everyday person thinks of doing, but supposedly there are people that do. And, you know, you just ha- have to kind of know and accept the custom, uh,
2: but, but know the law. I've okay. negotiated, I have, I've negotiated things that other people would not think of. Yeah. Uh, well, people that come and contractors that come in. Oh, I've that's another area. Easily, yeah. mm-hmm. Negotiated that and was oh, yeah. actually, I was actually very surprised that I got away with some of what <laughs> I gotten away with. <laughs> I'm you not know? surprised by you. Just, just by going, <laughs> you just go there. You don't yeah. say it can't happen. Just right. do it. All they, they can say is no. <laughs> yeah, doctors. I've negotiated with doctors.
1: Wow. That I've never heard yeah.
0: of. that yeah. I have not done either. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I might do it with my next bill
2: though. It seems a little <laughs> high.
0: Okay. And I and, and check your credit card statements monthly. I have to say that.
2: Oh, that's a big one. Yes. That's I agree. Yeah. I agree. Cause somehow something sneaks on that you don't think In you know. That you didn't authorize.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it's or it's a. Well you signed thing. up for a trial and
2: you Yes, it's a repeated thing every month. Yep, yep. <laughs> Done that. Well, okay. I don't want you guys, I don't want you guys going anywhere. I don't want you <laughs> going away forever. No, that's not good. <laughs>
0: well, we're gonna stay in touch.
1: We have no idea where we're going. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. We we don't know with each um guest. Each person leaves us swooning, and we sit down. And at dinner time, we're like, "Wow! So, what about Rhode Island? <laughs>
1: um,
0: you know, I'm partial to the East. Both our yeah. families are here, yeah. and and so, our son
1: just got a job in Connecticut, so we'll see.
0: So, Colleen, thank you so much for joining our show, leaving us. And our listeners with your jewels, um, especially everything that you've noted in your book, you'd be a fool not to pick up a copy of Boomerang. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Take care. All right. All the best. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Both of you.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.